0: back to the square. I am your host, Curtis the
1: Fifth. And I'm Curtis the Fourth. And
0: today it is the 15th of June, so we have only one game left on the docket uh, tonight, and that's going to be Milwaukee versus Brooklyn. Uh, we're going to do another playoff update. We're still in round two. Um, as somehow some teams are still alive and teams we didn't think that were, <laughs> were in it are, are already uh, off to the conference final. So uh, we'll go ahead and dive right into that and... Talk about some insane basketball that's happened over the last week.
1: Yes, it has.
0: It's been been a week. Um, Where do you want to start? I mean, let's start with where we've already wrapped up. Phoenix with the uh, the Nuggets. That series is already over, done and dusted. Phoenix is in the conference finals. I don't think I've watched basketball with Phoenix in the conference final. Truly actually watched. Phoenix be a good
1: team. Well, you said you started watching basketball at twenty twenty ten. I don't know exactly when you started consistently watching. Yeah, that, but that was it was twenty ten. Okay, that's interesting. Well, it was
0: probably twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Maybe was when I really like will actually watch regular season games on a regular basis.
1: Okay, better late than never. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I was pretty much after um after the Miami, the Miami um uh, Big Three. Yeah. Taking my talents to South Beach nonsense. Well, around the same time when after, he goes back to Cleveland? About, about yeah. that. Because, yeah, about after after they faced San Antonio the second time in the final, yeah. I was pretty much like, I'm good. <laughs> I'm, um, I think the only thing that kept me, the very few things I was watching, I was watching Golden State because they, they just came on the scene. Yeah. And it was very interesting at first. It was fun yeah. to watch. Very, you know. After Before KD got there. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and before that's uh, this, this fake 73 and 9 season that they put out there yeah i, I will it- say
0: the 73 and 9 is better be- i think that's actually something that i'm i will attest to and i will i will say that i actually liked that season only because it was during the time that we were starting to get really heavily into load management, and they went the complete opposite direction all season long. They're like, no, we're here to win games. We're here to play games and really show people who we really are this season, even after they just won a championship. Uh, now, I know what you're saying with all the talk of how that's the greatest team of all time and, yeah, and yeah, how it they the, try to match you know, that up to the 72 and 10 with the Bulls. I get that. that. that that's no comparison. And it was
1: 2007? I, they were I, they were okay. That's the last <laughs> time in the in, in the 2000s they made it into the conference championship. I think it was 2007, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah, uh, but somebody brought that up once. They was they made it. But. They wasn't the favorite yeah.
1: going in. But that's the la- That's the furthest they've been since uh, 1993 when they went to the finals.
0: Yeah, I mean it's been. It's, I mean I'm I'm happy for Phoenix fans because it's been a long time Is since you've the seen they
1: went to the finals before 1993.
0: That's this 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 this. That's gonna be sad. Seriously, I have no idea.
1: Nineteen seventy four. That is insane. So from seventy, they had a team in
0: nineteen seventy four.
1: Yeah, they played Boston. I couldn't even <laughs> believe it. They lost to
0: Boston. Wow. So I mean, again, Phoenix has been one of my favorite teams to watch all season long. Just the leadership of Chris Paul, and the, now that Chris Paul is healthy, this is the healthiest anybody's seen Chris Paul this deep into the season ever. Right. And and I am just. I can't wait to actually see him on the court in a Western Conference final or yeah, in Western Conference finals game cuz I don't care if it's Utah, I don't care if it's the Clippers. I hope it's Utah cuz I want I think that matchup is going to be a lot more fun to watch. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Phoenix themselves, they they play such they, they're such a weird team in this era of basketball cuz they actually play team basketball
1: okay, okay. You, you fixed that i was about to say like no it's not weird at all
0: <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying because you don't
1: see a, no. play, you don't see
0: stars come together and actually play as a team it's this i hate the way brooklyn plays because it's all iso all the time and i'm just like i don't care about the fifteen thousand dribbles you can do in one possession james harden yeah, even I, though you're not playing or not, you might play today and we'll get into that in a second but right. uh it, it just—I don't care about ISO ball. I care about actual, like, because basketball could be poetry in motion if they let it happen, and that is what Phoenix is. Yeah, the way Phoenix <sighs> plays when you're watching them, it, when they get hot in the second half, it is beautiful to watch the way that they play play basketball. The passes that they make, the reads that they make, the the fact that there were three possessions in a row in this elimination game. I know Jokic wasn't on the floor at the time, but. Chris Paul had wide open layup opportunities multiple times in consecutive runs down the floor and fast breaks, and he kept giving the ball up to whoever was right behind him because they can even get a better look than he could. Right. So it's just across the board. I I just love the way that this team plays, and and I I don't think Denver stood a chance without Jamal Murray on the floor. There was just, they, there's nothing that they could have done differently to try to to try to win any of the, those games.
1: No, and you get four or five starters all in double figures. One of the starters finishes with nine points, yeah. just shy of, you know, they, they they spread the wealth around, and that's something that's refreshing. As good as, you know, Booker is, yeah. you would think he, you know, today's NBA, he, this guy, oh, my God, he's taking 30, 35 shot attempts every game, and no, he's super it. efficient. He'll shoot once coming down, and then the next three possessions, he he may touch the ball, but he may never get another shot up until that fifth possession. Sometimes he won't touch the ball, right? And it's just, it doesn't matter, man. They get everybody going. And like I was saying, on those
0: three possessions with those fast breaks, Devin Booker didn't touch the ball. It was Chris Paul to DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul to Cameron Payne, and and I think it again was to DeAndre Ayton again on the third one. But like it didn't matter. He like. Yes, it was on a fast break, and and he wasn't even in the in the play at the time. But the way that they they just are able, I mean, and it's it, it's mainly Chris Paul because of his just knowledge of the game and to know where to take his shots and where to pick his spots to actually step up, and he did it in in, the, in game four. I think he had what thirty seven points and some sort mm-hmm. of a double double. Uh, man, he he was just great all the way around. And then thirty seven to seven. <clears throat> no, he was close, but I mean but uh, uh, Devin Booker had a double bu- double, double, double cuz he had 34 11 and I think 9 Four. 4. Okay. Now you're close. Yeah, but he Devin Booker, man,
1: he and I just got to throw a steal in there just just a good measure.
0: Still, I mean, it's across the board that 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 team is fun to watch cuz they actually play as a team and and you can actually see on the court, off the court in the press conference, in warmups. The they these guys are together when it comes to to, to playing basketball, so I, I mean I, I digress on my my soliloquy on, on Phoenix. I'll let you get get your thoughts in here on on this series and and how it played out.
1: Well, Phoenix is a refreshing blast from the past as far as styles and how they play. Like you said, they play team basketball. Um, something of a throwback. Like I've been saying for the Eastern Conference, the Eastern Conference is giving me all kind of nostalgia <laughs> this year, and phoenix is it's the only team in the West that's giving me that, yeah, right now, and I'm just like I'm starting to like basketball again <laughs> um, in the in spite of the rule changes and all that, and that's yeah. fine, but i i'm it has been I've been well pleased it, it it's, it's this is not the bubble the bubble was i think okay for that time I mean uh, yeah. being apart from it. I didn't like it, of course, yeah. but I'm, that's not what I'm talking. about. And, and granted, they did. They went in there and went eight zero. Yeah, that was it. The, started there. That's what i That was the beginning of something that we all know. I don't think none of us really realize, you know, because it's the bubble, you know. But let them tell the story. No, that's when I think they woke up at that point. Well, Devin and,
0: Booker mentioned it. He said that that eight and zero run in the bubble is where they started to build the culture that they have now. Mm-hmm. Is we're not gonna take any sort of just this is a one man band approach anymore. Like this isn't just Devin Booker's team now. This is this is Phoenix as a whole. This is the Suns as a whole. Cause it's not I mean, we've seen it. Devin Booker can't get it done by himself. Mm-hmm. Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden can't get it done by themselves. You need to play as a team. Chris Paul can't do it by himself. He's tried that in, in, in Houston and he's tried that in, in, in New Orleans. And so like yes. in, in LA. Like it's it's he can't be the guy, but he can be the leader of a team that has stars, that has guys that, can, that know how to play basketball and know how to play as a team and get the job done.
1: Yeah, and no disrespect to uh, Blake Griffin, but it it just didn't work out. You know, it, it, it's and yeah. Griffin in his prime and Booker right now. And I mean, uh, Booker's not in his prime. He's still he's still getting better. Um I mean this I think this is Chris Paul being put in the best position that he's ever been in, in his career. And he's been in some good positions. I don't want to say he was just on yeah. some trash teams because he wasn't, he was just on some teams that just was just, <clears throat> um, just not able to hit, make that hit that mark where, you know, uh, just kept falling short somewhere in the playoffs and kept getting railroaded. Um, that did not happen this year. They were on the ropes for a, a split second. Yeah. Down two one in the first round. But beyond that, this thing has been red hot, and man, they are impressive to watch. I, I sit here in awe, like, I think I'm more in awe based on how the game is played today and how the league is kind of moving, and they, in spite of all of that, they're like, look, we don't have three top top ten players on our team, but we got all these guys, and we got, we got Chris Paul, we got this nice young guy named Devin Booker, we put the, we bring these two guys together i think we can um we can re, we we can we can um, transform this team into something to a true contender and mm-hmm. nothing less than that man if you i mean look man you can you can house a frank Comiskey on your on your bench and still be killing like i'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh no and i
0: think i it just thinking back to this uh, to this previous offseason isn't it crazy that chris paul had to convince the phoenix suns that he was worth it? Uh, yeah. I Cause can. apparently he had to go to like, he, through his agent had to go to Phoenix and really like, Hey, I want to be a part of this roster. I think that I'm, I'm, I'm the missing piece, but not in the fact that like, Oh, you guys need another 40 points scored every night. I'm going to be the star. I'm a, I'm a, no, you guys just need a solid leader that knows basketball and that can run the point. And that can make sure that we're running efficiently on offense. Right. And he comes over and he does exactly that. Now, granted, I think it also definitely helped out that Jay Crowder's there as well to help kind of mentor DeAndre Ayton. But man, I think that the way, <laughs> just that thought process that there is a very real possibility that this just does not happen at all this year, if Chris Paul and his agent couldn't convince the Phoenix Suns that he was worth the money to. To, to to sign
1: no um no chris paul is a major piece to their success mm-hmm. um and you who else was you know who, who else would have been out there that could have even put up any kind of comparable numbers of of a chris paul across the stat line I and mean, i'm they needed a floor general yeah um period you know they was done with this whole okay, you know LeBron ain't coming to Phoenix and you know <laughs> and we you know we can't get AD there, yeah. you know because they all you know and then look at Brooklyn they snag three four five seven eight nine <laughs> ten players over there. you know it's just you ain't leaving a whole lot of top superstars left they all just clustered in like four four franchises but right clearly
0: now. that's not what's needed to to win games and to be a, a legitimate
1: if you got the right pieces.
0: Yeah, they're a legitimate threat to win because of the way that they play basketball. Yeah. They've got the shooters, they've got the defensive presence down in the paint. They've got the perimeter pre- presence on the defensive end as well. Uh, no, yeah, you're giving up 118 games a night or 118 points a night, but like not every night, but right. What you did in that elimination game, but still it's a, a point where you can play tough enough defense to make you uncomfortable.
1: And, I mean, and and, and and starting to fuse Denver into this conversation just a little bit. Yeah. yeah I'm scoring 118 to 120. And it was you, garbage Did you time. watch the game? Yeah. It well, I wouldn't say garbage time. I've seen this kind of game before. Um, Literally, like in the yeah. playoff. But I've seen it in the finals. Um, okay. And, it's, and this is not me just having a nostalgic moment. It was me sitting there, and as I watched it, I'm like, oh, my God, this reminds me of this particular <laughs> game, which was – in 1991 the Bulls versus the Lakers in in the finals um in game five the closeout game yeah um James worthy and Byron Scott was out with injuries mm-hmm. and so now comes Terry Teagle t- Tony Smith um Eldon Campbell who at the time was a rookie' well, was crazy because he had like 17 18 or you know, 16 years later you know <laughs> but then this Eldon Campbell it was like their bench just to, had to step in because yeah. they two Two of their starters were out. Two of their major starters, you know, which is really magic. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vladi Devox was actually maybe, four or five years in, but he was, he wasn't the guy he had became yeah. over his career. He didn't even speak English at that time. Still early, Va- Vladi. Yes, early Vladi. With the non, he did not speak English at all. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he speaks very fluent English now, but he yeah. learned just by being over here in the states. But at the time, in ninety, even at ninety one, he didn't speak virtually any. He can understand it, but he couldn't really speak it. Yeah. Um. But you had him, and of course, Sam Perkins, <laughs> did not work out for them. But in that game, I mean, Terry Teagle, Tony Smith. I mean, I ain't never seen role players just step in and I mean you would have sworn that these dudes were starters. The way and they played at such a frenzy pitch. Yet Chicago just steadily just kept coming, kept coming, yeah. kept coming, kept coming. And I translate all that to like the other night. That's all Phoenix just kept just kept playing basketball. And, and I think all that, Denver could do was get it to seven. That's yeah. they could not chip away any further.
0: And I think that that's the biggest testament to Chris Paul just saying, Hey, they're gonna come back. They're going to try to make this a run. They don't want to go home. Mm-hmm. We need to finish this out tonight. Let's let's close it out. Just keep chugging away. Exactly. Let's keep playing team basketball. Let's keep stay locked in the entire time. We they're 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 not going to break focus at all, especially right. once Jokic went out. Like this this is the this is the bench time to shine. Like it's like you have you you're not gonna have any other. You don't know if tomorrow like obviously you're not gonna win, but. They they ended up not winning. But this is your time to show what you've got to see, hey, maybe you can get a contract somewhere else. And so these guys are going to play as hard as they can possibly play. Right. And they, they put up a very valiant effort, but it's still just, like you said, it w- just wasn't enough at the end because you you've got a team that truly does play team basketball versus a team that can play team basketball but never really had to because they always had Jokic that they could fall back on.
1: Yeah, and once he went down, it got very interesting because all of a sudden now we're seeing you know Porter, you know Porter Jr. and and Barton just all of a sudden this, that that was the Terry Teagles and the Tony Smiths. <laughs> they just stepped all of a sudden. That yeah. game just came. Now, fools go, people. I'm not getting. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sitting there. You know, ready to crown them and say, okay, they're ready to take that next step. No, they're showing that they got. They they have the talent to yeah. become those type of players. If if they groomed right, um, and, it's gonna take some work. And yeah, and and, and of course, and and of course, you know, lightning in a bottle kind of element yeah. that was going on here. And, and granted, it was a cl- it was an elimination game, and they played like they were about to get eliminated. Yeah. And damn, I mean, they tr- they tried,
0: they tried. And, and 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 this is no, I mean, I I still don't I don't know who I would pick in the series if Jamal Murray was there, because I think Jamal Murray is he's that dude to me on this team he is the complete x factor on this team but just going up against phoenix i think it still would have been i think that would have been probably a 6 game series
1: that's kind of where i was at with that i, I don't i'm not sure i i need i need to see more games out of this guy cuz yeah. i really can't assess
0: plus most of his kind of stardom came from the bubble as well so you do have to kind of watch that as well cuz i mean we we've seen Bubble pretenders, Miami calling you out over there. So <laughs> just it, it's one of those things where you kind of have to, to <laughs> take yes. a backseat, just kind of hold off on 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 crowning them that yet. But I, I I'm 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 ready to see what Jamal Murray can do when he does come back because That's... him on this roster, I think is that X factor. But uh, Phoenix man, they're so good. But I did want to ask you a question about Jokic sure. that foul.
1: Later in two, yeah I that <laughs> uh, yeah, I had something very similar that I was gonna talk about that, uh yeah, okay, so I've watched that play <laughs> multiple times,
0: I think I've watched it at at least twenty times now,
1: yeah, okay, couple things, um this now speaks to you know this rule changes again it, it, <laughs> They seriously, uh, the, I don't know if they're called, is it the competition committee or whoever it is from the, the NBA? The, the NBA's version of the competition yeah, right. committee, whatever PA, it's called. Yeah. The NBA PA or whatever, you know, yeah, I think it's the PA. But um, they really need to look at this where there needs to be some level of discretion in in assessing these flagrants, not just this black ink on white paper this is the letter of the rule well
0: that's what confuses me because what because apparently because I have never read the flagrant foul rules I'll, I'll admit that let me just be up I don't know what the, 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 the specific verbiage times. is now but right. what they said to differentiate the what differentiates a flagrant one from a flagrant two is the malicious intent now first of all we're playing basketball here who what in real time can you detect is malicious intent I mean, besides the gross, egregious stuff where this dude is clearly trying to take off this dude's head. I understand that. But when it comes down to a wind up, is malicious intent now? I'm sorry, how is he supposed to get his hand in there to get... I will say, I felt like this was a flagrant one. You wound up, you ended up hitting him in the face. It's incidental contact, yes, but from the rules, I felt like that was a flagrant one. I don't... I think he was going for the ball. I don't think he cared about Cameron Payne's face, obviously. But yes, he just ended up, the inside part of his bicep ended up hitting uh, Cameron Payne's nose. And yes, it probably hurt because that's a lot of mass hitting you in the face. And yes, it's going to make Cameron Payne tear up. Have you ever been punched in the nose before? It's literally the reaction that you have. Your face tears up because of that. But it has (sighs) nothing to do with malicious intent. And what he said after the game, I think, was very poignant to it he's like mm-hmm. "I it wasn't yes i was trying to make a hard foul but it wasn't malicious i'm not trying to hurt him I, I he's like i didn't even realize i hit him in the face i was going for the ball but i was going to foul him i needed to change the pace of the game a little
1: bit and a couple things And and yeah <sighs> agreed i well stated stated i'm just gonna add because <laughs> uh, i agree with all of that uh, i'm trying to answer you a question but I, I need to say this what i seen um is what you which, as you was explaining a couple things i wanted to factor in okay yeah. this is jokic you know tall lanky yeah. <laughs> not the most coordinated guy i mean you know i'm saying based on his just his genetic makeup no i mean you can see and... it in those
0: like goofy little if you get on twitter you can see the the denvers goofy little stuff that they put up there he does have a weird
1: kind of yeah. like <laughs> and now he did this little kind of they want to say he wound back, yeah, to swipe at the ball and then missed because yeah. he ain't, you know, his coordination is not all there. I'm the, and he's long as all get out. It takes a little more longer to get to wherever yeah. you getting in real time and uh, some speedy. It's, I guess it's it's a low level bang bang type play. Yeah, you know, it, it, for for the NBA per se. Yeah, but yeah, when you now let's yeah. so we got that. That's that's one. It just, he swung at the ball, and whatever fluky, you know, he wound his arm back. It's an elimination game. He's the MVP on the brink of getting eliminated. Desperation is setting in. He's swiping at the ball. Yeah. Did he do it as hard as he can? Probably because he's really trying to get the ball out of the guy's hand. I don't think he did it as hard as he could. I'm saying by, based on he wound his hand back. Yeah. Like he you, you put his arm back, but it, I'm doing his little sideways thing because it would look, that's why I mean his coordination was off because it do not like his arm was way back yeah, up. Yeah, and they over keep saying head. that
0: he wound back like and super he, far. I was like, I think the only reason why it went back as far as it did is because he did have to take like four steps to get there. That, like it it does kind of throw your your weight off a little bit if you've ever if you it, for anybody who's played basketball when you're running full speed to try to close out on somebody you don't have control over everything right like and, <laughs> when you try to make saying, it, you try to get your hand up your other hand does some weird stuff when you're trying to go for a block like it
1: it's is I, that trying to beat the guy to the spot trying yeah. to meet him at the spot still trying to get this hand down he felt he had to wind it back to probably get the momentum to even get it to be get it there quick enough. He's yeah. a center. He's not a guard. Yeah. He's not somebody who handles the ball and brings the ball and walks the ball up and anything like that. He's not that stretch five. Stretch, stretch, <laughs> stretch <mark> five. five. <laughs> you know. Oh, that's like, what they call him. Yeah. I guess because he shoots jumpers, but he don't bring the ball up. Yeah. You know. You know, it didn't get to the point where he's not a dude, point five. This dude, right? He's, he's, <laughs> he's not a point. Center, he's doing yeah. it all. He, you know, <laughs> it's none of that. So. He's still a center by nature, yeah. you know. He's a big man. He, certain things he can't do, like a guard or a swingman forward or anything like that. He's not gonna move. He don't have the same mechanics. And like you said, he swung, he missed, he made some contact with 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 the Phoenix players' face. Yeah, he brushed it really hard because that I mean it wasn't like a. Flush hit, but it was hard enough yeah. for him to. I mean, to you down. felt it. And I the mean, nose. Like, the nose is a very sensitive, sensitive area. Spot. Yeah. So it don't take a whole lot to to get you know for you to be hurt in that yeah. area. Um. This being ejected thing, no. The flagrant too was
0: way too much. I was like, and, <sighs> and and to me, the reason why I didn't like it even more that he got ejected for that was the fact that you reviewed it. You saw the play. You watched it probably just as much as I've watched it over the last three days. Like, I've been just grossly <laughs> having to watch this over and over again to try to see where where the flagrant two is comes comes into play. And I'm like, this whole and I I hate the fact that we're putting even more in the in the referees' hands as well now because that malicious intent aspect of it to make it a flagrant two. That's all up to the
1: referee's discretion. I think, yeah. and I'm not sure what happened outside of maybe maybe the ref felt so strongly about his call going into the replay. And then once the replay happened, just to have to reverse that. I don't know at this point. I don't know. I, but a, a flagrant two ejection. I mean, but our flagrant two is our ejection. Yeah.
0: Right? Second, you get a flagrant two, it's an ejection. Or if you get two flagrant ones. Right.
1: I don't they know. I, I think it's a
0: flagrant a, one and a technical
1: foul. Something like that. Yeah. They still need to amend this a little bit because there needs to be more discretion on the, the ref side. I think a Either flagrant
0: two play. needs to be clear cut. Like, th- leaving it up to the the referee to make that decision – They've got to make a thousand other decisions already within the within the rule books. Like you, you leave so much up to these referees to catch in real time, and there's what three on the court.
1: Yeah, and the pro but the, there's a problem with this particular rule because this rule has started to it. It, it was, it it started to get this new definition based on um intentional fouling, and these intentional fouls are starting to become, you know, technicals and flagrants. And I'm like, talking about, you, you didn't go for the ball. I just wrapped them up. Yeah. Because wrapping up players now is starting to be frowned upon. Like, you can't wrap this player up. No, that's a that's a clear lane to the basket now. No, I'm just trying to make sure you don't shoot the ball. How yeah. about, I don't want a three-point play. You know, well, go for the ball. No, I'm going to go for his arm, and I'm going to wrap him up so he can't hit his arm up. I mean, you know, huh. and now... Because if they don't
0: and, do that, you get the whole situation with what with, with KD likes to do, what Trey Young likes to do, what Luca likes to do, where they intentionally get that contact, and they, like... This has been a con- topic of conversation over the last two weeks with Trey Young because he does this thing where he comes down into the lane and then he literally jumps back into you to
1: shoot the shot to get the contact. <laughs> which another yeah, they, another rule that needs to be amended. But anyway, what,
0: which is actually was well, something I was able to get to is that I did just see an update to this story. Yes, the NBA in the comp in the NBA's version of the competition committee, whatever the hell it's called. They are going to look at those types of plays where people are trying to draw fouls and make that a little bit more clear cut so that or or I think they're going to I think they're actually giving more discretion for the referees so that things like what Trey Young has been doing can not get called as much. Gotcha. So that they can I think they're trying to make it so that it can go within the flow of the game maybe. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I think that's another thing that people are trying to. Because with the the replays now and the ch- the coaches' challenges and whatnot, they feel like the game is getting too slow. So yeah, there, there's so much that uh, that the NBA can fix. That but uh, where to start? <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're saying the game is slow. The game is barely three hours, but it's slow. Yeah, Football
0: kinda, games are almost four hours, but I love every single second. Exactly, of it. it could be six <laughs> and I'll be
1: good. You know, let's get overtime. Soon, yeah. You know? Let's keep him going, we'll keep it going. But each his own, you know. I guess. No. Um on the Phoenix side of the ball, I have to say I am very, very impressed with um uh, DeAndre aiden
0: Honestly, this has been a huge turnaround.
1: I, I... I mean, dare I say he is the number three of the big three over there? I mean, if there's a big three, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if you're going to call I a big think he's three, the third it's got to be. Yeah.
1: I think he's definitely the third wheel. I don't know if he's the big three. But you know, a little too, eh, jury's still out on He's him. that next guy. Yeah, between, definitely between him and Crowder, but I I think Aiden got him. I mean, he's just got the upside, everything. Oh, my gosh. I'm excited about this guy.
0: Um, Had a great, great game, six for ten. Didn't try to shoot from three, didn't get fouled, which I don't like. I think he needs to be a little bit more of a presence in the paint to get fouled a little bit more and get to the line. Yeah. Uh but seven rebounds, but got a steal and a block in the game. I mean, he's he only had one turnover. It's solid. He's yeah. very efficient. Twelve points.
1: I I would have liked to see him be a little maybe a little more aggressive on the offensive end, but yeah. You ain't got to force the shots either. And he don't force shots. I mean he shot sixty percent from the field. Yeah. Can't if really he can complain. find a way
0: to draw a little bit more contact, I, I'll like that. But outside of that, I mean, he's been just
1: right. The foul sensational. line would have yeah. helped, helped that stat line a lot lot better. Um, but I watching him, man. I, I sat there and I, I I can't help myself, but I have to try to see, man. Who is this dude? Remind me of you yeah. Know, who does he play? So came up with another old school cat that I just I remember watching. That he actually does remind me of. I'm, I'm very. Very reminiscent of this guy, and this guy actually played in Phoenix, which was coincidentally. Charles Barkley. What no Absolutely not. <laughs> go back a little further. Got to go a little bit further in time. You know, those way before Charles Barkley. <laughs> yeah, uh, tenure. Um, but Larry Nance, senior. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Not gotcha. junior, not junior people. Senior. Um, the good Larry Nance. <laughs> very good one. Yeah. He, he spent half. He spent seven years in. Um. S- seven years in Phoenix and seven years in Cleveland. Um and his numbers basically stayed the same. Career numbers in both franchises, which that's I was true. freaking impressed. With that being said, uh, I'm this is what, and that's what I'm sharing why why he reminds me of him. Larry Nance's career numbers was seventeen point one points, eight rebounds a game, and um he shot um fifty five percent from the field goal, from the field, I'm sorry, and he had two point two blocks for his career. Yeah just as a stat line. Yeah. Not, okay, not super you know, you know, no, you know, um top top 50 <clears throat> Hall of Fame type yeah. but, but very solid good numbers. He was a three-time All-Star, you know, in 85 um sorry. Yeah, 85, 89 and 93 as well as he was the slam dunk champion in 1984. Hmm. And he beat out Dominique Wilkins and Julius Irvin in that dunk title, which was the second dunk contest of um ever. It was the yeah. one, it was a reboot from the one that they started in the seventies.
0: And uh, they were doing that like the halftime of the of the all star game or something like yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Which Julius Irvin won the very first one, but yeah. then he beats the doc and, and Dominique before Dominique goes on a tear after Yeah. this, you know. So
0: it owns the dunk contest. So <laughs> just letting you know,
1: Larry Nance was the guy. Yeah they kind of rebooted the... He uh, was the Vince Carter of... Today. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> he was oh, the Vince man. Carter of the 80s. <laughs> All right. He brought the, the slay dunk content back. But, now, uh, DeAndre Ayton's career numbers to date. 16 points per game. 10.6 rebounds per game. 59% from the field. And 1.2 blocks. Yeah, I know it's a small sample size, but... They, what I'm saying is the numbers are close to, to the same, they which the which same. was interesting. But they play yeah. a lot, a, 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 very much alike. Larry but, Nance was never a center; he was a power forward. But that,
0: but that specifically, what you're saying is that he needs to be a little bit more aggressive on the offensive end. Yes, so I mean, Larry Nance was a.
1: Beast yeah. down there. and now I, I Aiden love is nice. I, I he's just not a beast yeah. He's not there quite yet, but he's very. But nice. I think
0: it's it's all it's got to start somewhere. And he's been playing outstanding basketball these playoffs, and it's been a surprise because I I honestly thought that was going to be Phoenix's demise this off, this playoff run was is Deandre Aiden going to show up? Mm. Is he going to be able to perform when when the when the lights shine brightest and when everybody's looking at you on national TV? Phoenix doesn't get national games that much. Right. Like, are you going to be able to perform in that kind of a setting? And hey, he's answered the bell. Yeah, he. So did. I'll say I'll be the first one to say I was wrong about that, but I am pleasantly surprised, and I am glad to see it because I like the way that this team plays, and it's just fun to watch. It just again he this true team basketball, I, and I can't wait to see who they play. But let's get to that. Yes, the other uh, Western Conference series, L.A. at Utah. That game's happening tomorrow night, game five. Yeah, game five. Series yep. tied 2-2. <sighs> what is going on with Utah?
1: Well, so, uh, someone told me before, somebody on the podcast had once told me that the series doesn't start until <laughs> the home team loses. So it hasn't happened yet. We don't have a series yet. <laughs> no, we don't. Everybody is hell serve. And I, I guess... That, you know, it's a saying. But I actually took that literal this time to try to figure out what was going on here. And I'm like, well, technically, not according to what we've seen in this year's playoffs. Yeah. But technically, the home team has just held serve. Yeah. That's not something out of the ordinary here. You know, I will say in the last two
0: games, Paul George, you've answered my call when I said, I don't know where the hell PG 13 has been because he has been. Absolutely dormant, but he's had two back-to-back pretty solid games on the offensive end. Mm-hmm. Still kind of wary on where the defensive playoff P is, but hey, to each their own. Right. But, I mean, Kawhi's doing Kawhi things. He's literally been just doing his thing this entire playoff run. Like, nothing's changed. <laughs> it's just a matter of, is Paul George going to show up right that night? So, I just... I feel like they've got too much control. <laughs> I, I need to see Utah kind of take that control back. Uh, I hope, hopefully, do- Donovan Mitchell is all right with his ankle injury. Uh, but apparently, he he was ready to go back into that game, but it was such a blowout that he was just like.
1: I mean, do I even dare ask the question? Is he enough? Is he going to be enough? I mean, I, granted, he was enough for the first two games. However,
0: I mean, so, you also have to keep in mind they still don't have Mike Conley back.
1: That is that's true, and that that was I was did want to bring. Do you I think want to say the, that was true, but it really, in essence, they haven't needed him. Well, that's what I was gonna ask: is do,
0: when he does come back, because apparently he's he's close enough to be talking about it, right? So when he does come back, is that gonna actually hurt this team, or is it gonna help them?
1: Well, the way that Ingles is playing. I, if nothing else, I would say at least bring them off the bench, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of, because you just throw them out there in the starting lineup, give them the green light. We're going to have a problem because, like, dude, where you been? You know, <laughs> I understand we we lost the last two, but, hell, we playing the Clippers. and I'm like, I understand you're there, but if you start taking all these ill-advised shots and then it just takes away from the flow of the offense and, and taking shots out of Donovan Mitchell's hands or giving him, you know, Limited shots to take or very low percentage shots, as opposed to the high volume shots that he did have. Yeah, and then and then you're and, and you're Mike Conley and you're not hitting yours. Yeah, we got a problem because you know you just happy to be back, you know, and shoot the basketball. But you know, hey, it's the best two out of three right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah, y'all still have home court advantage, but it's, this this thing's come down to three games. Yeah, uh, and. Um, I don't know. Uh, I I don't think Mike Conley is playing tonight or tomorrow night, but who knows? About tomorrow morning, the reports can change because they haven't said anything as of yet.
0: I haven't heard anything, and I, I'm just, I was just trying to look and see if uh, if anybody's updated anything on Mike Conley for I for this haven't next heard game. A peep, nothing. Of him.
1: So I <clears throat> my assumption is that he's not going to play. Yeah. Um, they don't necessarily need him to win, but. I guess we're at this point of, okay, the Clippers got the last two. Technically, they had a momentum. Do they really have the momentum in game five, though? You Which know, is I,
0: funny because apparently ESPN has it as 62.5% of people say Utah is going to win this game pretty handedly. handily.
1: So. Remains to be seen. And I'm right back to where we were last week when it was like, I don't know what to take from this, this series. Yeah. And okay, after four games. I don't know what to take <laughs> from this series. I just know that I will say Utah team. has
0: been fun to watch.
1: No, no, not exactly. What Donovan Mitchell has Fair. been has well been, Donovan has, Mitchell has been fun and then
0: Joe Ingles has been fun to watch because Joe Ingles the way that he's been playing he's kind of been that little spark plug that they've they've kind of needed especially in games one and two to get over the top there.
1: Yeah, and of course and. I, I gotta give up, give it up to Bogdanovich. He
0: just yeah, Bobby as well.
1: I don't, I don't want to say he that dude, but he got an attitude like he yeah. that dude. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he comes off like he that guy. From you know, if it's his night, he could be that guy. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Um, the I would have say I know you say you was out on Rudy Gobert, but
0: um, no, I'm not out on him. I think just <laughs> I, I think I'm more along the lines of just like. Okay, like you, you, you're supposed to, you're clearly the defensive player of the year. I just want you to be more of a presence on the offensive end. Because Donovan Mitchell's got it on the perimeter. Uh, he doesn't need to drive if he doesn't need to.
1: And he could if he could stay out of foul trouble. True. And that was his biggest issue Um, <clears throat> the other night. He just couldn't, yeah, could not stay on the floor. Yeah. And that was a problem. But when he was in, he's very efficient. And. I haven't watched him play a lot. I've heard him, you know, hear his name all the time. I'm just thinking, <laughs> <"Really>? <laughs> That's good, you know. But after watching, I watched him a few games in the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, I guess. I mean, I, style recaps apart. I don't even look at the salary. It's just, just yeah. watching him for his game for a center. And, I, and granted, I know we this is a league that really doesn't have centers, but it's probably, I mean, literally like maybe six of them, in league, if that. I mean, six hey, good we,
0: we got to yeah. talk about it. He won Defensive Player of the Year, and he came that night out and had the game-winning block in game two. I think.
1: Yeah, and yeah, Rudy Gobert wins Defensive Player of the Year. Jokic wins, you know, MVP.
0: Yeah. You know, it's... are we going back to the to the era of the big man? No,
1: <laughs> possibly, but I, I just I was I was just casting a little bit of light on my question of the day. But okay, it it be somewhere around in that. Area
0: understood. Understood. Yes. Well, to wrap up talking about the Western Conference, who do you have? I mean, I know you still don't know who what to take from this series, but oh, gotcha. Give yeah. me a prediction. Who who do you got? Get best of three. Who do you think has a has the upper hand?
1: Oh, <laughs> my heart wants to say Utah. My my eyes say that sh- that should be oh <laughs> Screw that! I got Utah in seven.
0: Utah in seven. Okay, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna take Utah and six.
1: Okay. Ah,
0: and that's just going on. I know LA's got the momentum, but I think Utah comes out tonight. Donovan Mitchell is fine. I I don't think this is a real injury that mm-hmm. that we're talking about here. I just think he tweaked it. He's fine. He wanted to go back in. He's fine. He's he's gonna come out tonight. He's gonna prove that it's fine. I think I think Donovan Mitchell's going to light up the scoreboard tonight, and then Game Six. Hopefully, it's a game. It's, it's a team win. We got to go into L. A. Let's just get this done with. I don't want a Game Seven. Let's not leave it up to chance. Let's go win this thing.
1: Right. Um,
0: and I think Donovan Mitchell's got that dog in him. So okay, hey. <laughs> like, okay, okay. Uh, he's gonna, you take... know. I, I... <laughs>
1: I'm warming up to him. I mean, he, he what you said. He does. I just have him you know. I I, I didn't will have say hot take when he did. time out.
0: I am not going as far as Stephen A. did to say that he's the greatest Utah Jazz player of all time already.
1: I, I that was so blasphemous. <laughs> I, I I was, you know what? You reminded me of that because I didn't even want to keep that in my memory. I was just like, <laughs> I listened to half of the take and I just cut it off. I'm like, I can't even listen to. And
0: this, I think it know? was worse because he even brought up. John Stockton and Karl Malone,
1: he like he to. he
0: brought it up. Like he he was like, I don't, don't want to hear about him. And at, uh, that was like I was like, yeah, Are you serious?
1: That, that shuts down the conversation, <laughs> the, the argument. You you know, no, take the take Stockton and Malone out of it. Then we ain't got nothing to talk about. You know, I'm <laughs> like, who 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 was the next best player? We who was, that was over there, Trey Burke. At one point in time, you I know, don't even know, but you know what but you know what, what so? it
0: reminds me of is because th- that and we'll we'll get to the east in a second here sorry okay, we're 47
1: you know come on people like but
0: it, it's funny because it reminds me of um i i don't know if you watch the pat mcafee show but he was talking about it with the julio jones situation mm-hmm. uh but he's like but the the uh the besides guy i think that that's where that kind of that, that reminded me of that where because julio jones is apparently that that besides Julio Jones, he's the greatest, <laughs> like, like, but I think that that's what it, um, Stephen A. was saying. Like, besides Stockton and Malone, like, okay, then he's not the greatest Utah Jazz player of all okay, time. Okay,
1: so in journalism, we're going we to do the equivalency of the NBA. So this is stretch journalism right now, right? we just going to stretch out stretch the truth. Stretch mark journalism. Right. we just, just stretch, We just going to stretch the truth out here about how this, you know, omitting key... Key factors in, in, in you know in the in 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 the, in the formulas here that we come up with these um takes. Are you serious, dude? let's talk to him. Okay, okay. Let's talk Eastern Conference
0: <laughs> basketball.
1: Oh, hold on! Hold oh. on! Oh, no, right before you leave, uh, you, who's overrated again in this series? See, someone went on. I just have to bring this up because I wanted to. I want to rehash what you said. Not, that I'm putting you on the spot. Wait, I, I want... said somebody's overrated. You was talking oh about Kawhi Leonard. Your hot take from last week. I didn't give I... it. A, I didn't give it a lot of, a lot of play last year. Yeah. Last week because I just need to, I just sat there like really.
0: I still and think I, he's overrated. I didn't know how to
1: challenge that. You know, but go ahead.
0: I I mean I still I, I don't think that he even though he's won the last two games, I don't think he has what it takes to be the leader and to really lock in to be the guy. On a championship team, I and, and people are gonna bring up Toronto, but still, that had so much other stuff going on. He mm-hmm. has built the Clippers by himself, so Toronto was already a ready-made. They were already a team. They literally just swatched up Demar, swatched uh, switched out Demar Derozan and Kawhi Leonard, right? And I and I, I'm not going to go out on a limb. I'm I'm not gonna be so stupid to say. Kawhi Leonard is not as good as DeMar DeRozan. That's obviously not true. Right. So clearly he's got that that level of of dog in him to that degree, but I don't think he has it to finish it out and to be the guy who's built this team, who's who's called out who he needs to come with him to win a championship. I still don't see this Clippers team winning a championship.
1: That still remains to be seen. I I, I don't necessarily see it either. Um like right now, at best, what we've been seeing is just flashes, yeah, here and there. So here we are, back in another best two out of three in the second round. But I, was I mean, he's kind of teetering up the numbers, between but... seven Clippers and seven. But I, I'm I'm ultimately like, you know what? Until Utah really gives them up, I'm I'm, I'm just gonna roll with them. They they can't until you beat them. Then I do know they out. You know, it's kind of one. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna um, bet against them. Yeah, and
0: it's just it's not a thing. I'm not trying to take a shot at Kawhi and say that he's not a good player or he's not a he's not a great player for that matter. I just don't think he's got that leadership mentality that you need. You can't have a dude that puts up the amount of points that he does and in, in the in the presence that he has and in, in in the amount of times that he needs the ball in his hands mm-hmm. for him to not to be a vocal guy. That I don't think that's ever going to work in the NBA, no matter what the era is.
1: No, I agree. And I agree with that, and that you know, and and you use the word overrated. And sometimes it gets, and people are synonymous. calling him the best
0: basketball player on the planet right now, and I'm right. like, I
1: don't agree with that. Right, and that, and that's not saying that he's a bad player. I just, I don't think he's what you're saying. You know, and yeah. I get that. I get exactly what you're saying because top fifteen, sorry, top just, ten, yes, yeah. top five right now. I, you're gonna have to prove it to me, man. I think that, you know, sometimes we get caught up in this. Watching so much iso ball, by the way. True. We're getting caught up in the individual. Like, yeah, him, the individual. Kawhi Leonard, definitely one of the best walking out there. You know. But that's not by, what the NBA what is. Saying, You yeah. know, that's what I'm getting at. It's like, as an individual player, sure. We're not talking about that. We're talking about him as a team. On a team. As a leader. Um, taking As being that number one guy. Being that franchise, yeah. that centerpiece. You know. Okay, great. You put up. You put I'm talking
0: up- about in the context of NBA greatness. He's not that dude, because it, it, like basketball player, like yes, this dude can take over wherever, whenever he wants. There's a few t- a few guys that I think could not necessarily shut him down, but can slow him down and beat him. Right. But that's a you know, one on one matchup. That's that's I'm not a, a into that. I don't care about that. I'm talking about NBA greatness as a guy that can lead his team to win championships. He didn't do it in San Antonio. He came to a one of the best teams in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And so far, he's been a disappointment in L.A. So,
1: well, he pulled off a low-level Golden State in Toronto. Yeah, a poor exactly man's what, version of it. He was going say, he did exactly like, what KD did, just a low-level version yeah. of
0: it. <laughs> All right. Let, let's talk Eastern Conference oh, basketball, Man, though. you
1: still keep trying to move on and not oh, give much- the Clippers they flowers. What flowers do I need to get Marcus in? Morris. A fair. Can we please... I, I'm, I'm done with the last thing. I just... <laughs> I had quite a few things with, with the Clippers. I know we talk so much about Utah. But I had... I, I had... Okay. I had a lot of time last night. So <laughs> I had a lot to talk about. I was like, I seen a lot in the game last night. Okay. Marcus Morris look... And this is the funny thing. Last week, we said we probably won't be speaking about this name much <laughs> anymore. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> okay. I had to go back and listen to our, our last take. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think we would be missing this guy's name anymore this year. That's fair. Come right back the next week. And here <laughs> he is. 24 points, 6 rebounds, <laughs> 7 for 8 from the free throw line, 5 for 6 from the 3-point line. I mean, to do 6 and 11 from the field in 35 minutes. I mean, just...
0: Kind of like how solid. you were talking about Bobby and... um. Yes, Joe Ingles on the other side. I think Marcus Morris is that spark plug for for the Clippers right now. Like I I don't, I don't know how he's taken over that role. I I thought it was supposed to be Rondo, uh, but hey,
1: but, well, it's Morris it was supposed to be Rondo. Then it was supposed to be Pat Beverly. Then it was yeah. supposed to be Reggie Jackson. Then it, you know, it's just like Nick Batoon And yeah. where he where he disappeared to? I mean, they won. Fifteenth like,
0: man on the bench. I don't know.
1: He's a starter. Played thirty two minutes. Really, that's what I'm saying. Jesus. He was just never, running up and down the court doing you know nothing.
0: Because in that game, it kind of felt the same way as I felt about when Paul George is playing outside of these last two games. i like, that's what I was getting. Like, at. I'm watching the game, like, oh yeah, Paul George took that shot. Like, they just—I have
1: not seen Paul George on the floor at all. Like, just how did he disapp- get 32 minutes? They disappearing in the offense. They yeah. out on the floor. They're just not a part of the offense or anything. They are just running yeah. up and down the court. You know, they're
0: just a body on the floor.
1: Literally, I mean, yeah, he. I mean, he only had one file. He wasn't a foul. Tra- he just did not. Well wow. Just was not a part of the game, really. You know, but anyway, I digress. I just wanted to just wanted to pull out a few few yeah. key points. I wanted to give Mr. Morris his flowers because he did <laughs> step up to be that number three. I mean, to get this win. Yeah, he there's a difference maker right there because, yeah, you can get your 31 from Leonard and and Paul George, respectively. But well, but, 62 is not better. But the me.
0: reason why I think that even with marcus morris doing what he's doing and and props to him i think the x factor is always going to be paul george because marcus morris doing what he does as a number two isn't going to work and get you a win paul george's spirits it becomes that third guy that's where the problem lies and that's why they can't win games so that's where i'm at i think paul george is the x factor because If Paul George is a legitimate number two guy on this roster, yeah, it's going to be ridiculously hard to stop this team. But,
1: yeah, if
0: if he'll show up, but he keeps disappearing on the road.
1: True. That is true.